Welcome to the LifeHouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and tonight I'm joined by Carolyn Thomas and Olivia Blackie. How are you going girls? Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn, you say English. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, but I'm not like a casual Aussie like you. <laughs> right, mate. Good day. So we're doing a um, series right now on the commands of Jesus. And last week we spoke about salt and light. Liv, could you just do a bit of a quick wrap on salt and light? Yep, so we kind of um, drew parallels between salt and light in spiritual realm and in the worldly realm so salt being a purifier and a preservative um, and light shining the light of Jesus in everything we're doing and being seen in the small things that we're doing our good deeds and holding that righteous standard yeah excellent thank you so and we we capped it off with the challenge two which was live what was the yeah so basically um to remember your identity as salt and light and um that that's what god's called you to be and examining your life and are you bringing that into every area of your life something that we hope you've thought about yes definitely yeah it's important yep all right so today we are looking at bitter or better so we're looking at offense and carolyn spoke on this um recently at Lifehouse Church, so you can find her sermon on this topic on the Lifehouse Church um, iTunes um, podcast. So yeah, get on that. But we're going to be talking about this the same thing tonight too. All right. So Matthew five twenty one to twenty two. You have heard it that it was said to the people long ago, "You shall not murder," and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Okay, so what is Jesus saying to us? I think they're important to note what I, and I mentioned this last week, that, you know, Jesus is saying, you, you've you heard it said this, but I tell you, so Jesus is showing us a new way of living, and, and he's showing us that our thought life is just as important, and in here, it's the thought life in terms of being angry, um, and then starting to speak contemptuously about someone and to someone, um, that that actually shows progression in sin, where we're actually holding on to anger. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we can take, um, look at different sins and be like, oh, this is, like, way more severe than that. You know, that's not as important. But Jesus is saying, like, I take anger as seriously as the act of murder. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a good point, Lena, that, um, you know, because sin is sin, isn't it? But we do tend to categorize it into degrees and, and maybe justify ourselves as well and play it down. And as you say, that's a great point. He is saying there that, yeah, that those feelings, well, not the feelings, but, you know, what if you sin in your anger, it is yeah. as serious as murder, just, you know, and and, and, and the progression there um, where he's saying you're going to be answerable, you're subject to judgment, then you're answerable to the court, and then you're in danger of the fire of hell. Yeah. Mm, that progression, just coming from that contempt that you might be holding for a person. Yeah, yeah. You need to understand that broken relationship is really serious to mm. God. Mm. He takes that really serious, you know. 
It's like Jesus pointing out how, like, that's a sin, <laughs> having that. And, I mean, Jesus, you know, tells us as well that, like, if you say you love me, but you hate a brother or sister who you've seen, but how can you, you know, if you hate them that you have seen, how can you love me that you haven't seen? Yeah. And so, as you say, he does. It is very serious, and a, a broken relationship with people also does impact on your relationship with God as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, Liv, can you talk about the different types of anger? Yep, so Carolyn did speak on this more in her sermon. She might be able to clarify more <laughs> than me, but from my understanding, your it's thumos, is it? Yep, so this is your quick flaring anger that dies away. I think when I think of this, I think about me and my sister. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we'll be like, ah! and then like 10 minutes later, you're best friends again. So it's like that quick kind of, no kind of um, stuff that's kind of held on to or um, that you kind of keep in your heart and fester on. And that's the other type of anger, which is, how do I say this? I term? think all gay. So that's um, a, quite a serious type of anger that... Um, often related to offence, so something that you've taken offence from and then you've kind of kept that in your life, held on to that anger. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's Tyler. well handled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's a third type, which I haven't got here, but those were two of, of the of the, the ones that I mentioned in the word. And, and like you say, live exactly that quick anger. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic or whatever. You don't know that you don't have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. I would hope you I'm going to kill you in <laughs> rage. <laughs> Yeah, actually, for some people, that's where where the scripture of um, don't in your anger, do not sin would come in, isn't it? If you road rage, pull track them down and pull them off the road and whatever. But you know, I think generally we would hopefully that would be that quick one. And and in the sermon I talked about, it's the, the kind of anger that's like putting a fire, a flame to straw. It just bla- you know flares up quickly and then it dies down. And um, you know, maybe someone being rude to you at the shops or whatever, you don't ever, yeah. you know, know them. So hopefully that wouldn't be something you hold on. In the passage that we read, the one Jesus is talking about, is that all gay? Um, as you said, Liv, it's that one that you hold on to. You go over it in your mind. You yeah. start going, uh, you nurse it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, you go you over scenarios it. and you feed it. And as you go over what they've done or what they've said and you just entertain that and go over it, you actually start to become resentful. Um, and that's where the progression that Jesus talks about there, that you know, it starts with being angry, but it's when you nurse that and you keep it going, then it becomes where you would say raka. And, and I explained when I preached on that, that raka is it's more than just the word. It's really it was a term that was used to actually express contempt. Um, and, you know, let's be, well, I don't know, maybe anyone does. <laughs> so let's be honest. You know, I, I've been in situations like that where you've held on to something and the more you think about it and nurse it, then you actually start to feel contempt for the person. And then yeah. where it progresses to you full, that's where you actually start to speak contemptuously about them and you're basically tearing down their character and slandering them. Yeah. Yeah, it starts to kind of physically manifest yeah doesn't yeah it? well yeah because yeah and that's what jesus yeah. is warning why your thoughts are so important because mm-hmm. what's in there is going to come out and yeah. you step into sin and you know and what he's even saying in your thought life you you can be stepping into sin as well yep yeah and what you know when we're like just like just when we're meditating on that offense like it just becomes bigger and bigger in your mind like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it gets stuff. magnified, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that person. If you tell that to someone else, they'd be like, oh. 
Okay. Although sometimes we do tell it and we put a spin on it, and it's like they get scandalized with us, and, and you know, we're all like, yeah. oh, how dare they, and whatever, and it just really just becomes. And I believe that, well, I know actually the enemy does energize that as well. Yeah. Um, and, and then you can, I know for me, I would start speculating as well and read into all sorts of things, um, attribute things to that person that may very well not have even, you know, been a reality or what they're doing or whatever, but because, you know, it's just feeding that whole machine. And, and that's what the enemy wants. He will fire those thoughts, and, the, and it's just if, if we start entertaining them, and that's where we go into sin. That's what the Bible speaks about. In your anger, do not sin. It's not wrong to be angry. You will have those emotions, those feelings. God had them as well. Jesus had them, we saw. But it's what you do with that and and where you entertain it. Then you start to build up resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you said, Lena, um, I think last week that, you know, it's important that we know the commands of Jesus because there are consequences to um, disobeying Mm -hmm. them or breaking them. And I think that's one of the things if we don't realize that we're actually, you know, holding on to this and feeling like there are severe consequences for us. Yeah. And that's why it's not a case of Jesus, oh, don't do this, don't do that. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants to bless you. But if we don't know these things, we can put ourselves in a situation, you know, where we're in disobedience and we have consequence and, and he doesn't want that for us. Yeah, definitely. So you touched on it just then, Carol, that it's okay for us to be angry. So yep. there are legitimate reasons for yep. anger. Yep. Um, you know, there will be legitimate reasons. Um, what we have to do, look at the things that God gets angry about. I mean, those would be your legitimate things that you can, you know, we can get angry about um, things, you know, injustice. Um, you know, you think of Wilberforce, he, he was really angry about slavery and the injustice and that drove him to actually, you know, do something about it. And um, you see Jesus, you see him in the Bible, you see, you know, he, he was getting angry um, when he went into the, you know, synagogue and all the temple courts and he 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 made a whip and he turned over all the money changes and stuff and there the difference to notice because i was thinking about that well well, if you say oh well you know in your anger do not sin was he sinning but he wasn't getting angry on his own behalf you know every time the pharisees try to trip him up and catch him and stuff he wasn't getting angry about their treatment of him which is what we often do. It comes from a place of pride, like, how dare you say that to me, or how dare you do it? He wasn't getting angry about that. He was getting angry at just the unnecessary burdens that they were putting on people and how they were desecrating God's house and stuff. So it's all right to get, you know, we see um, Jesus getting angry, and, um, you know, God has given us those emotions. So anger is an emotion itself. is not, you know, it's not something that's bad or whatever. It's just an emotion that's neutral, but it's what we choose to do with it. Um, and again, yeah, so, and we do at times, we'll get angry over things that maybe we shouldn't be getting angry, but again, mm-hmm. if we process it quickly and let it go, then it's all right, we're not stepping into sin. Um, get angry as well over promotion of sin and, you know, people maybe protecting sinners. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 1 verse 32 says, Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So getting angry of people that, you know, actually, um, yeah, doing wrong things. So what do you have, girls? I have two legitimate things Yep. that are maybe a little bit more low-key, but there's a few things that make me legitimately angry. Littering is number one. Number two, our students who are just plain lazy. <laughs> no, but on a more serious note, 
<laughs> so I guess distinguishing like selfish anger from unselfish anger. So the the high level things of injustice and those sorts of things that um, definitely can make me feel very angry, but for a reason for in a passionate way for yeah. driving the kingdom of God kind of thing and um, I also feel very angry when I see people who once were so close with God being pulled away and, and like just being kind of trapped by the enemy and pulled down in sin that makes me extremely angry and I mean your yeah. anger there will be mostly directed at the enemy like, yeah. and as yeah. you say the, the entrapment yeah. and bondage you know you might get you get angry with the person as well how can you have been there but mm. yeah and good. it's almost not something that you put in yourself it's like a yes. godly yeah. anger like yeah righteous anger from God yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. the spirit of Christ in you actually um, reacting yeah. to that yeah I find it very frustrating um, just like watching people just trapped in immaturity in their Christian walk through their whole life never getting free of bondage like that stuff like mm. yeah. and and now what should you know what we should do what should you do with that anger that emotion like in that situation use that to drive you to intercession mm, yeah and to prayer yeah you know um, that's what I've learned to do like you know you get really angry about the situation a lot of times that is, you know, it's it's been put on you as a burden and whatever to actually get to intercession. And like you say, I hear what you're saying. It's frustrating. You feel like slapping the person on the head as well um, and Press saying, like, come on, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what <laughs> as well. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about me. No. <laughs> but no, use that as, a, yeah, definitely use that anger. Let it, you know, because again, mm. it's not wrong to be angry. It's what you do with it. So just channel it into, right, I'm going to fire back in, in the spiritual realm and really intercede and, you know. And that's so powerful. So often, like, I know in myself too, like, you underestimate prayer. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's such an almost cop-out. Oh, I'm just going to go pray yeah. about it. As if it's my last yeah. resort when, yeah. in fact, it's one of the most powerful things <laughs> that you can do. Like, yeah. And, and certainly yeah. in a situation where it's people you're dealing with where you cannot violate their free will and do anything about it, yeah. all you can do is intercede and, pr- and pray. And, um, yeah, yeah, we often see that as, well. Oh, that's the last resort when it should really be the first resort, I guess. And, yeah, first part um, of the strategy is Yeah, pray. yeah. And, yeah. And it's bombarding into that. And, you know, if Satan's holding people bondage, then that's the way to sting him, get into intercession, send some bombs back that way. Yeah, call out yeah. the spiritual yeah. forces. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Stronger than yeah, so yeah. it's important. So some of the reasons we can get angry which aren't legitimate are things like selfishness, mm. you know, entitlement, pride, like, who they think they are. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, man, do you know how, they, how long I went to university and studied so I could do this job? And now you're turning me into a train... Who do you think you <laughs> are? Train monkey. <laughs> <laughs> train monkey. <laughs> <laughs> not legitimate <laughs> you know so we need to examine really examine um what's behind what's motivating our anger yeah. you know and like um what's the word i'm looking for be honest with ourselves because sometimes mm. we can try and convince ourselves that no i'm angry for god i'm you know mm. that person has <laughs> hang on <laughs> no look why are you truly angry don't try to 
justify, justify it by yeah. 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 rationalising it because you're angry and cause something. And that's the thing. I think always you'll find illegitimate anger comes from stems from selfishness. Mm. Um, and it's what you say. Just look at the motive behind it, or or as you say, what is it? that you're actually angry about what is the root thing is it is it because that how dare you who do you think you are or do you know who I am um yeah and also bad temper and just irritability as well not legitimate and I was thinking about that irritability because I think I get irritable a lot of times especially and impatient and stuff and and that comes out of pride as well isn't it like why should I have to wait here or you know you're not Mm. doing what I want or whatever and um, you know, that, that pride and that entitlement, that entitlement mentality is like, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Why did it happen to me? And we've got to be careful because that can actually have often, um, if it doesn't start out with the root, it can develop into a root of like getting angry with God as well. Why did you let this happen to me? So it's a slippery road to go down if you start entertaining those thoughts and it becomes that type of anger, that orga that we're talking about that you hold on to and comes into resentment because eventually it may actually, you know, come out as that you actually resent God as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it probably would because if you're refusing to deal with your resentment about people, you are in blatant disobedience to the word of God. And so mm. if you refuse to deal and you hold on to that to justify yourself, it is going to get projected onto God as well because you're not going to receive conviction. Yeah. yeah. That's a scary place to put ourselves. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> so, <coughs> sorry, Carolyn, did you have something? No, I'm so, no, I said it is. I was just, yeah, what you yeah. said, right? So Ephesians 4, 26 says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Okay, so in your anger, do not sin. Okay, so it's really breaking that up there that we can be angry, but we can't stray into sin. Mm. Right, so there's two, like there's the emotion, but make sure what comes out of that doesn't follow you into sin. You know, we can express our anger if someone's hurt us, and you know, like that, I'm really angry about your actions, but we can't have a meltdown and go, I hate you, you're such an idiot, I can't believe you did that to me, you know, mm. we're stepping into to sin there. We can deal with our anger without entering into sin. I think that's where you have that, you know, I have the unreasonable bee box, um, you know, in that initial stages, like you say, that, that anger, um, when it first comes and you want to express it, I've had to learn, I used to go and express it to David all the time, but even there when I'm venting that to him, then we'll start to speak contemptuously about the person just, you know, out of the sting of hurt or whatever. Not, I'm not justifying myself. I know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be, you know, just going to him and offloading and then I would still afterwards have to go and then, oh, I feel really bad about, like, all the things I had said. So, in fact, the healthy or well, the safest thing to do is just go and offload it straight to God first. You can still say all those things that you're feeling um, but you know, you're saying it to him. You're not saying it to someone else because even though I might be saying, "Well, David's there for me," I'm still offloading and actually tearing down people to him, even if what yeah. they've done to me is horrific. But if I'd just gone to God in the first place and offloaded there, um, it's a much better situation. And it's like it's like Psalms. You see, David starts off, you know, and and that's what I find is like you start off ranting, and then eventually, by the time <laughs> you've got it all out, you start turning to, to yeah. handing it to God. And so if you've just taken it there first, that's really good. And as you said, Lena, it's not wrong to feel angry and get angry. We clearly see that Jesus did that. 
but it's what you do with it. Um, it's where it becomes into, you know, I was just thinking about it, well, how to explain in your anger, do not sin. Well, that actually goes into sin, I guess, apart from where if you're speaking contemptuously and tearing down the person, that's obviously sin. But then where you actually start to seek payback or revenge, you're going to try and punish that person or, um, or you know, any other sin um, that you might have. Um, so... What have I got? Yeah, yeah. So just getting angry and, and as I said, with God. And you'll have the emotions, you'll have the hurt. Um, process them, but process them quickly by pouring them out and handing them back to God. You know, a lot of people as well might just push it down. Mm-hmm. And often if we hurt and stuff, we'll, we like to push it down and pretend, oh, well, that, oh, I know I used to be like that. It's a sort of proud thing. Well, that didn't hurt me or stuff that or whatever. And you're actually pushing it down and then it's going to still be there. It's not going away. So when you get it out and then there's less chance hopefully of you nursing and entertaining because you have actually expressed it. I mean there's that scripture um, that talks about pouring out, what is it, pouring out to God like water, pouring out your heart to God like water Yeah, um, and that is where yeah. Yeah, you're getting all that emotion out and stuff. Um, I think too when you bring it to God, like that's the same thing I had, who, who do you vent to, like yeah. who are you going to with that anger yeah. because when you go to him Sometimes, like yes, you can you can be honest with God. You can say to Him, yeah. but you'll start to go, "Hang on, what am I saying?" Like yeah. you actually, because God, He's that, you know, He's God. Like yeah, well, you you realize who you're talking yeah. to, right? The audience yeah. that you have. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so you do kind of go, "All right, well, you start to kind of become a bit more rational." And I suppose if you're in that close relationship with God, He'll start to bring things to you and say, hang on, do you need to, to, like, yes, I want you to pour this out to me, but let's think about this rationally. And like I said, that's Mm. what you saw exactly what David did, and that's what I've said to people before, write your own book of Psalms, you know, start off, and and that's what I find, like, it's all, and then it starts to change, as you say, because you realise who you're saying it to and whatever, yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, and it's important that we don't act out of our anger. Yeah. Yeah, We Mm. can be angry, but... They don't make decisions based on that emotion and what that person has done. Yeah, to and, you. and that's a really important thing, and it, it's really important for leadership as well, girls. That's um, yeah. that's a policy that David's always had for um, you know, all the years I've known him, which is really good. Is that he will not react for at least seven days. Whoa. Like if there's a situation yeah. and someone does something, like he won't. If 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 it, if it necessitates maybe calling them in and talking or, um, you know, some form of uh, discipline or something having to be done or you know because you're in leadership and you're dealing with things that you may have to deal with, it's to always just okay. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to call them in now while I'm angry or whatever. Um, it's just really processing time. Sometimes it takes a lot longer than that. We have to yeah. take longer, but at least that sort of you know if you put yourself under something like that, that okay. Yeah. I'm not going to, and, and what we often advise people to do as well, where they've been really hurt or situation, we say to them, we'd always say in your anger, do not sin, but we say to them, go and write, uh, write a letter yeah. as if you were writing to that person or even to God, saying what you're feeling, whatever, but you don't give it to them. Yeah. And that has the effect of allowing you to get it all out. Yeah. Um, and you need to, it's good, just mm. put down on paper everything you're feeling or thinking, no matter how horrendous it is, because mm. it actually, it's like piercing a boil and letting it out, it just like actually, yeah. you know, I said to David, I think that's why I don't, um, you know, ministry and life in general can be really stressful and dealing with people all the time, but I've never had, 
anything where I suffer from high blood pressure or any sort of stress-related, you know, things. And I said to him, I think, you know, my emotional health and my mental health is largely due to the fact that I talk so much. Um, you know, because, yeah. you know, I would be discussing with David or venting, yes, and I've had to learn to go and vent it to the Lord, but I don't let it get bottled up mm. for yeah. years and years, and I think that has is, <clears throat> is, is been a huge, you know. So really get it out, because you get all the hurt in that art, and then you can start processing it, and you're not just squashing it down. So it's really important that, and then you're not going to have something to nurse. Yeah. Right, so let's look at the second part of the scripture, which was, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Yep. So what does that mean? Well, not not holding on to it. Clean slate before God, keeping a really short account. Because, you know, the longer that we postpone settling a quarrel or situation, and, and we are talked earlier about, you know, giving yourself a couple of um, days or whatever, that is so that you don't go and do it in anger. But, you know, if it's something that once you're over that initial hurt and the anger, if you don't go and sort it, the less likely you're going to um, be to go and do it. And the longer it's left to flourish, the more bitter it's going to grow. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Bible talks about making sure that a bitter root doesn't spring up. It's going to defile many because it's not going to affect just you. It's going to affect others. So that's what that don't let the sun go down. It's like there's a time period. Don't hold on to it. Yeah. 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 It's like how you said, it's not going to just defile you, it's going to defile many. Yep. I think that's crucial because like this type of anger is what ruins marriages, yes. families, like yeah. friendships, relationships. Like it's, yep. it's funny because this verse, it's not, it is suggested when you are angry that you do not sin. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's no, so <laughs> yeah, Do not sin. sin. Do yes. not let the yep. sun go down. Like do not let something manifest in your heart. And I got the... The Proverbs 4.23, like the whole guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So straight away you have to be guarding your heart for anger, getting in there and destroying more than just you. But Yeah, and you're right, it affects all your relationships. And it affects your relationship with God and it affects your answering, the the answering of prayer as well. Mm. Yeah. You're holding on to stuff. So the best policy is just deal with things straight away that day. And it's not necessarily meaning that you're going to be able to speak to that person or whatever that day, but like you need to deal, deal with, with the anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you day. deal with yourself and your high attitude and get yeah. out. Yep. I think like in my marriage, that's one of the things I always keep in mind too. Is like just deal with it right now. Like let's get yeah. this argument sorted yep. before we go to bed, because when we wake up, we're going to have been stewing on it unconsciously during the night. Like and you don't deal sleep with it properly right or anything. Yep. It's just silly and. It's a, and I know how many days in the past David and I have wasted where we might have an argument in the morning and I go to school feeling, you know, yeah. terrible. He's feeling terrible. In fact, this year on his birthday that happened. <laughs> oh, no. He had planned. He got up and he was all happy and um, he had a shower and he was all dressed and he was going to take himself because um, I was going to school. He was going to take himself to a movie and to lunch for his birthday and I opened my big mouth and ended up causing argument and just ruined the whole day like he didn't go I mean look that's he's responsible for himself as well and you know taking himself and control and whatever and you know he allowed it victim and that's his problem and I don't mean that in a bad way but you know and then I went to school feeling low 
um, and yeah, so that just and and we've had days like that, many days over the twenty eight years. Well, not many, not too many. <laughs> to say, many but, you know, many. enough to realise it's just so stupid. Like you say, Lena, deal with it quickly. Yeah. And it really often is just swallowing your pride. And and I mean, one of the things I've got in the next point about don't give the devil a foothold is that you know if we've been in the wrong, then we've got to have the grace to admit it and apologise. And this is the part that we don't like. Even if we've been in the right, we need to have the graciousness which enables to t- us to maybe sometimes have to take that first step to put it right. Yeah. You know, so, and in fact, the Bible says, actually says, if your brother has taken offence against you, you leave your gift at the altar and go to him and sort it out. Mm. You know, and how often we'll talk, we'll, yeah, yeah. It's because we'll talk about, well, that person's holding a fence, so really that is going to affect them and their relationship with you and their relationship between them and God because they're not entitled to hold on to a fence. Yeah. But the scripture actually says, if you know that your brother's offended with you, and I've heard people say, oh, well, so-and-so's offended with me, the Bible says you leave your gift at the altar and go to them. How many of us would do that? Mm. Well, he's taken offence. We wait for him to come to us. I'm in the clear. I don't have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you sort it out. You know, the Bible, and I thought when I preached, imagine I actually said, right, church, and read this verse. If your brother's taken, okay, now I'm going to stop for 20 minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. How many of us, because we feel justified, and oh, well, they were offended with me, so they were in the wrong, and I'll wait for them to come. But it's actually saying, if you know they were offended with you, you go. Yeah, that's very challenging, isn't it? But it would be interesting how much better off the relationships <laughs> might, would be. Yeah, might be like in certain yeah. places. Yeah, and th- and that's what this next part of the verse says: Do not give the devil a foothold. You see, because mm. when there's any strong emotion, um, you know, and anger's one of them, you open the door to the enemy. Because if you react out of that strong emotion, then you then sinful responses are going to come, and that's all the enemy needs to get a foothold into your life because he doesn't have authority over you. But if he can get you to sin, then it gives him that right to come in. Um, and so, yeah, so that's why we talked as well about where there's that strong emotion. Go quickly and vent it to God and get it up because strong emotion is always in danger of opening, I like to say, a portal or whatever, if you like, for him um, to come in. Um, and, you know, the moment you sin and, and, again, holding on to the anger, you're going to sin eventually, you've given him that crack, that opening into your life. And then he'll send thoughts and stuff to try and energize his emotions and stoke them up like a fire. And that's where you start entertaining it and nursing it and thinking, well, when I see them, I'm going to say this and, you know, all the scenarios that go with it. Yeah, so, and um, an unhealed breach is an excellent opportunity to sow dissension and division. And, and that's what happens in the church and you have more manner of things coming in and evil. Um, yeah, and um, I was just reading that. Can also that word there was talking about that. Don't give the devil a foothold. Um, is a word, a Greek word, diabolos, which is also the Greek word for slanderer. So, do not give the slanderer a place in your life. And um, Barclay says there are reputations murdered over teacups every day. And when a man sees a tale bearer coming, he would do well to shut the door in his face. Mm thought that was quite good and I thought that because I know that David and I have had our reputations murdered over teacups. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, so anyone else want to add? I'm sure you girls have got something on giving yeah. the devil a foothold. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I've let go of that strong anger. So, Well, we are going to wrap it up there. Um... Do, do we have a challenge or are we going to well, put it off? 
yeah um i guess i can give a challenge we've just we haven't quite finished this one we'll carry on with it next week but really um just to look at your life if there's any bitter root in your life that's that's that has been caused by you holding on to anger or resentment because let me tell you if you do hold on to anger or resentment it will grow mm-hmm. like a plant you will have a bitter root in your life and as i said the bible says that that will defile many so it's not just going to affect you so really spend the week asking the holy spirit if there's anything that or anyone that you need to release and forgive um and ask for forgiveness yourself and repent of this you know it doesn't matter what someone's done to you it does matter but in terms of um, forgiveness and stuff it doesn't matter what they've done to you you don't have the right to hold on to unforgiveness Um, and one of the things I said in my sermon is that hate corrodes any container that is carried in Mm. and so in fact bitterness and unforgiveness is going to be affecting you more um, than anyone else so really ask the Holy Spirit if there's someone that you need to forgive and let go and you know repent first and then forgive them yeah all right well thank you for listening um you can if you'd like to contact us jump onto our website www.life-house.net um or you can find us on Facebook all right that's it we'll uh, see you next week <laughs>